Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply According to Fabrizio Romano, he understands that Nottingham Forest are in contact with Nuno Espirito Santos as potential new head coach. Talks are ongoing. Welcome to, I I don't know what this is. It's just a stream. So welcome. Oh, this would not be Nottingham Forest if things weren't crazy and moving at a rapid pace. Hope you guys are doing well in the chat. And welcome to, should we call it the locker room? Because that's the background we're in. Hope you guys are well. And if you haven't heard the news, let's start there. So, Romano has just tweeted what I just spoke out. And uh, have I frozen? Am I good? Hello? No, you're good. Uh, You're good. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. And it looks like it looks like there is heavy talks going on between between Forrest and Nuno. Now, this comes off the back, and it's quite interesting because an hour before that, um, Glasner, who's also been heavily linked with Nottingham Forest, has now become the front runner for the Dortmund job. So is this a bit of um of gamesmanship from Maranakis as he want Glasner is he using Nuno as a pawn piece. We're all about to get under the bonnet of it all and discuss it. Uh, the rest of the boys are coming up soon as well. We're just going to slap this together. Uh, and crypto. How are you boys? Yo, good. Thanks. Mm. I want to, yeah. I know you're going to get into this, but I want to hit, hit everyone with a, with a, one start to begin with. Cause in the in the ten minutes or so that it's broke, I've already seen loads and loads and loads of tweets saying that Nuno would be a downgrade. So I just want to start with one stat: Nuno's win percentage in the Premier League is thirty nine percent. Cooper's is twenty two. I thought it was eighteen. Yeah, I'm I thought it was eighteen. Sky Sports. <laughs> it's twenty two according to Sky Sports. It's now eighteen. But anyway, it's 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 pretty much double. So. I mean, if it's 18, then yeah, it's, it's, it's more than more than double. 
Well, so, any guy that finished seventh twice in the Premier League is going to have a better win percentage, isn't he? I'm sure he won more than two games away from home in a season and a half. I might be wrong. I don't know. I've not checked that. <laughs> I mean, I think I've won more games than that. But anyway. I don't right. have to correct you, Wolfie. I just have to correct you. And I don't blame you for this because I've had to check because I always get Santos and Santo mixed up. It's actually Santo. Santo yeah. I always right. have to think... Yeah, Santos or Santos. Do you, do you know what I used? You know what I didn't know until very recently. Do you know it's, it's not Tottenham Hotspurs? It's Tottenham. Yeah, it's Tottenham Hotspur. Hotspur. Yeah, yeah, you know what? You said that the other day on the stream, and I nearly, yeah. I, ne I nearly. I'm so uh, used to saying that. That's, right. that's why I made. That. That's why I made the joke earlier. Maranaka should have made a decision in the spur of a moment. But, you know, nobody, uh, nobody. That, got... that went over the head. Anyway, yeah. anyway, let's let's get into this chat. We got a poll there. Would you take Nuno? Yes is the top answer. No is the bottom answer. And get your thoughts in. It's going to be very interactive um, with you guys. So I want to kick off, guys, and just give a little background onto Nuno. For those of in the chat who maybe don't know or do know, let's kind of give you the background of him. So obviously he's had, like, we can glaze over his initial times at Rio Ave, or however it says. Then he was at Valencia, Porto. Then he went to Wolves in 2017. And if memory serves me correct, he got him promoted first time of asking with four or five games to spare. Um, and then As champions, yep, correct. And then took Wolves to seventh place, which I think is only behind the great Frank Clark who we will have on tomorrow night at 7pm. Don't miss out on that. I can't wait. Boyhood hero. Well, manager boyhood hero. Player boyhood hero down there, maybe? We don't know. We'll find out tomorrow. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Hey, He's a European nice Cup winner, man. mate. He's a European Cup winner. Exactly. Yeah, automatic hero. So anyway, so then Nuno took them to seventh and into Europe and finished seventh the next season. And took him to the quarterfinals of the Europa Cup. I think that was in the COVID hit season, if memory serves me right. And then off the back of that, he uh, they parted ways in the summer because there was heavy links with him and Spurs during that time anyway. I think his contract was coming to an end and he ended up going to Spurs. Now, obviously, that was at the start of not last year, the year before. If I remember rightly, yeah, that's when he went to Spurs. And he started off very, very hot. In fact, and what was it? He won the first three or four games at Spurs. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they beat Man City in the first game at, at Spurs yeah. Stadium, didn't they? If I remember rightly. Yeah. yeah. Manager of the month. Yeah, won his first three games. And then Spursism took over. <laughs> exactly. And then they lost to Man United quite heavily when Man U were really crap. I know they're still crap now. And then obviously they parted ways and Conte took over. He then <clears throat> he, he won his first three games. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then he took over at El Ittihad um, in Saudi, where he's paid the heavy bucks. He won the league there, or was it the Super Cup? He won the Super Cup. Sorry, there. Um, and then after winning the title, which was their first one in 14 years, he went out in their equivalent of the Champions League, and that's when they parted ways. So that, that's the kind of historical background on him. Now, I have briefly spoken to Dave, yeah, our mate Dave, the diehard Wolves fan. I just said to him, he's going live, so he can jump on with us. 
But I said to him, um, quick thoughts, quick bullet point thoughts on Nuno. And his words were, you'd be very, very lucky to get him. He's like a messiah. Mm, Whoever heard that word messiah before. And then in terms of the languages he speaks, this is this is where it's quite interesting. Obviously, English, he speaks it fluently. But boys, Portuguese is obviously his mother tongue. Now, is that not a bonus point here, Crypto, with the likes of Murillo, Danilo, I forgot the rest, <laughs> Felipe, yeah. Exactly. Felipe. Yeah. 100%, 100%. I mean, I, for me, the, the language barrier is probably only important in half time because you've only got, you know, 10 or 15 minutes and you, you need to make your point quite quickly. But yeah. that's arguably the most important time. If you've got to give people tactics, if you've got to tell people what to do, if you've got to have a go at someone or, or praise them, then you have literally about 10 minutes during the halftime team talk. So there's no time for interpreters there. You need to get it, you get it said and people need to understand it. I know in training and prior to matches and after matches, obviously they can translate, etc. But there's no time for that at halftime. And we've seen it so many times this season. Nearly every match after half time, we come out and play worse. Not not every match, you know, arguably Wolves, we came out and played better. But but you know, something like that, it might have it might have something to do with it. Because if half the squad don't understand what Cooper's saying to them at half time, then you know there's there's gonna be a bit of confusion in the dressing room. Yeah, just just very quickly, there's a few questions coming here saying is Cooper sacked? No, Cooper is not sacked, right? But the talk is Cooper out for Nuno in. So confirmation there, Cooper's not been relieved of his duties as of yet. It might just be worth saying, because I've seen a few comments in the chat. So this has been tweeted by um, uh, Romano, who's arguably, uh, you know, the the most famous uh, football journalist in the world, essentially. Um, A lot of the big corporations like Sky Sports, etc., will actually base their news stories upon what this guy says. Um, so if if he's tweeting something like this, um, there'll be a lot of uh, factual information behind oh, oh, it. Also, also Ben, uh, sorry, <laughs> crypto. <laughs> also, um, a lot of clubs do leak stuff to him so that they can get yes. it out, so they could test agents, the water, yeah. etc. Agents, yeah, agents, agents, agents as well. I, I, agents I watched a, I watched a documentary actually about him on YouTube a few months ago, and this this guy knows his stuff, so. Um, if anybody's going to leak something that's true, it, it would be him. And yeah, it's, I mean, the other way of putting it, the other way of putting it is his record. He, he very, very rarely tweets out something that doesn't come to fruition. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty safe in that respect, you know. So, yeah, it's not, he doesn't just, just take a chance like a lot of them do. Yeah, and the thing is, the interesting thing is, it's the first time he's talked about the forest management position at all. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just address a couple of points and then we'll welcome Ez in. Brandon, <coughs> legend, thanks so much for the two pound. Don't be just getting my hopes up. Bro, if, if your hopes are getting up, blame, blame Romano, not FFTV today. Um, Greg asking, why did he leave Wolves? It was coming to the end of his contract. Don't quote me on the contract length. I'm pretty sure it was that. But he was he had been linked for months with upgrading towards Spurs as well. And then Jay's saying here, he could have gone to Stoke a few days ago. Yeah, but Stoke were also trying to get Graham Potter. It's a bit like my new fans thinking they can get Zinedine Zidane. Yeah, let's not um, let's not kind of <laughs> associate like that. Oh, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. It'd be a bad day for Jimmy if this happened, I'll tell you that much. 
Um, let's get into a few of your comments, and I want to bring Ez in on his thoughts here. Uh, how are the guys feeling? Let's bring up some comments. Uh, is it confirmed? No, nothing's confirmed yet. Just to confirm to you, Max, nothing's confirmed yet. We're just literally breaking the news as it's coming. I will get into his formations and everything in just a second and the style of football he does. Jasper saying, giving me uh, <laughs> mushy vibes, man. Uh, if it happens, Dennis may return, says Mohammed. I mean, there are options on that. Um, and Maddie's saying he's a quality manager. As initial thoughts, mate, on, on the breaking news at the moment. What are your thoughts on Nuno? Nuno is somebody who's actually been some uh had on my mind for a few few weeks and i don't know why i've not mentioned him in our calls because uh, we did what we didn't want to do is talk about managers whilst cooper's still in the job to give him that respect but i think we're all at a stage where we think it's just a matter of when not if so i don't think mm. it's too much disrespect to be talking about other managers right now and nuno espirito de santo for me fits ticks a lot of the boxes and you just mentioned it there and i think it's one of the biggest things is you will close that language barrier there's definitely there's definitely an issue with cooper getting his ideas and his game plans and his tactics across to the majority of the players there's no doubt about it and he doesn't hide the fact he says you know i obviously i don't speak language i don't speak more than two words of it but if we Thing is, if you if you're a manager in modern day football, you have to be cosmopolitan. You have to be, you know, able to communicate with all types or have a team around you that certainly can. Now, up until recently, all I what I do know is that we've got a Portuguese physio who's been doing a lot of the translating. End of the day, he's yep. a physio. Physio's getting involved in that sort of, sort of stuff, you know. So you do. Mm. He's not built a team around that. It's up to Cooper who he brings in around him as a team, obviously. Um, but I think no doubt about it. That's been a massive barrier. And this would be a, one of the biggest ticks on the box for me. But also, we'll get into his way of play and, and the way he motivates players as well. Um, I think you've, I've caught the end of what you were saying about what he's achieved in a short time in Saudi mm -hmm. Arabia. And I know people are going to just dismiss it as it's, it's Saudi League and... Uh, all this and that, but you have to go there and you're dealing with players from all over the world, you know, some big names as well there. Okay, they're coming towards the end of their careers, big names, you know, and he's he's had to deal with a couple of those kind of players. It but was a fallout with Benzema, was... wasn't it, Ez? He had a fallout yeah. with Benzema. Mm, yeah, Etihad, yeah. isn't it? That's where he was at. Yeah, Etihad. Yeah, had. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's obviously dealt with that sphere of it. I think one of the problems if you want to point anything with that Cooper, is that I don't think he's been able to get the best out of these players, certainly that are coming this season. The slightly bigger names, the bigger profile players, or the higher... I think he's really struggled with that. Um, mm. And, you know, it is a learning curve for him, but as we've mentioned before, we don't... Forrest shouldn't be a stepping stone for somebody else. It shouldn't be a learning curve, you know, not when we're in the Premier League. There is sentiment involved in and I think Cooper's been given as much time as he's had money in the bank for. Um, but I am really excited by this. And I'm I'm more excited that actually actual names are being mentioned now. And you again you touched on Romano. Romano's as, as surefire as you can get, you know. And when he says, you know, um when he puts out a tweet, millions millions watch it, 
Um, yeah. He's definitely yeah. got, he's definitely got contacts all over the world, you know. And um, I've no doubt he's got contacts with, if not Mr. Maranakis or senior uh, junior, certainly. Um, so there will be ways li these leaks get out. There's no, it's not, uh, it's not by fluke, uh, you know. It's, uh, as you know, it's tactically as you know, on that that, that point, because um, as we've just discussed, R Romano is you know he's he's a serious guy. People will listen to him, uh, as well as yeah. us. People like Cooper. If Cooper's seen that tonight, how do you think Cooper goes into training, whether it's tomorrow mm -hmm. or the next day, knowing that Romano has tweeted that? Because that, I mean, yeah. if you if you just think about it from a from a personal level, if if somebody who was you know the top journalist in the world in your field tweeted that somebody's basically gunning for your job and there's discussions about you know taking over etc that that's got to have a an effect on the how cooper goes into the next training session for me i think that's a great point mm. yeah but he's not naive is he he's not naive and i i think it would, ju it would just be respectful for the team involved even if it's the main man to speak to cooper and say look we are talking to other people. He must. He must know. He's not stupid. But I think the club are going to be. Uh, uh, the club aren't going to disgrace Steve if whatever happens. Whatever no, happens. But I, I. I think if something like that. If something like that, leaves, that. the decision yeah, must, must be made quickly. I don't. See yeah, what but that, 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 that's putting it out in into you know the public eye. He. Some people could take yeah. that as disrespectful. I think the decision has got to be made in the next 24 hours, to be honest. And yeah, I Steve, Steve, Cooper, Steve Cooper will know. He'll know that talks have been going off and are going off. But all he can do, listen, he's got a contract. He's earning a lot of money. He'll get a big payoff. So all he's got to do is go into work all day, say the right things, and he'll be fine. He'll get his payoff. He'll pop over to Palace, and that'll be that. I don't think we want to talk about Steve Cooper too much on this because we've spoken loads about Steve Cooper. We don't need to go over the same old ground. Please no, to concentrate no. on, yeah, yeah. My view on Nuno is that I know that before he went to uh, Tottenham, he was really, really highly rated and people were shocked when he, he parted ways with Wolves and they, would, they assumed yeah. he would go on to bigger and better things. And he did, but it didn't work out for him at Tottenham. But, you know, look what happened with Conte. Look what happened with Mourinho at Tottenham. It, it's, it's not an easy place to go. I know they're doing brilliantly now under Postacoglu. But, yeah. you know, super managers like Conte and Mourinho, they couldn't make it work at Tottenham. So, yeah. Nuno was sacked and very that, early on. The, fan, the fans never wanted him at Tottenham. That's the other thing. They didn't want him yeah. there. So, he was kind of on a hiding to nothing. Um, a lot of power. So I think, that, I think that the, guy, the guy's record is good. Is good, and the fact that Wolves fans really rate him also is a plus point, in my opinion. Yeah, just yeah, just before just... we jump, let me in. Um, just quick shout out to the legend Sharky, as always. Get in there, he says. Bye bye, Cooperman. Thank you so much for the two pounds, bro. Um, let me. I want to get your opening thoughts on this, um, on Nuno, and then I do want if you can then elaborate that into. Um, into the MGW debate as well, and how do you do you think that will help or hinder with Morgan Gibbs White? Just before you do the poll at the moment in the chat, two hundred and forty of you have voted. Sixty nine percent of you would take Nuno. Thirty one percent of you would say no. Interesting. I'll leave that poll open, right. you guys. Uh, can I say? I was just going to say, two hundred and forty nine have voted, but only four. 
59 have clicked like. Come on, oh, that's not oh fair, dear. is it? Oh, please, dear. Please. I mean, I could go on YouTube and say, smash the likes. You know what you should be doing. Smash that blood. Yeah, smash do hit that like button. Uh, evening to Lemmy and evening to Rob. How are you, boys? Oh, good. Hi, Kim. Good, good. Right, so uh, let me give us your initial thoughts and we'll jump to Rob. Um, when I first saw it, I, I was a bit surprised. It came completely out of left field. I think a lot mm. of us were kind of expecting some of the other names that have been kind of been in the in the talking circles between Forest fans. Uh, nothing really seriously had come out. And then all of a sudden, this just came out of nowhere. And like you said a bit earlier on, is it a bit of speculation because of the news that came out of the Bundesliga and the links mm. to going mm. to Dortmund? Is that why all of a sudden they've dropped this to try and make Glasner make a bit of a impulse decision. Maybe he wasn't, haven't got two feet yet into the Dortmund job. So now this is either putting his feet to the fire and saying, you've got to make a choice because if you want to go the other way or sit on it, we're going to snap someone else up. So there, there probably is a little bit of gamesmanship in it. I think, um, I think it is probably just trying to get some decisions or try and engage other fan interests so that they can kind of see what the response would be on social media. But um, there's been a lot of negativity on social media, but I'm I'm, I'm struggling to see it. I, I obviously do understand it a little bit. I mean, if you look at this, and then it should load up. Sorry, sorry, it's a bad joke. He said you were struggling <laughs> to see it. Let, anyway, let me, sorry. Let me just <laughs> give you a quick insight. Just you, you may already know it, but uh, just before you joined, uh, and for Rob as well, we said that. Uh, so Nuno's win percentage in the Premier League was 39%, and, and Cooper's is, is either 18 or 22. We can't 22, agree. It's 22, yeah. yeah. Sorry, go on, Robbie. You got interrupted left, right, and centre. Is that Premier League? Yeah, Premier, that Premier League. Premier League starts, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, I, I want to know what Lemmy was going to say. So you were so, talking about social media. Go for it. Yeah, it was overwhelmingly negative, really. Um, mm. I think that's based off of pretty short-sighted um, opinions. Obviously, he had that Tottenham job and he didn't do great there. But again, they didn't really want him in, it seemed like, at the time. Uh, so he only served, what was it, maybe less than 20 games, I think, as Tottenham manager. And then he spent a year out, not managing anyone. And then he's gone to out Itihad um, and just done over a year there. So <clears throat> it's, it's going to be difficult. I think it's, it wouldn't be my first choice now, even still. Um, yeah. but is it an improvement? I, I'd have to say yes. I'd have to say it probably be difficult. There'd be a um, would be going through probably an even worse uh, teething process trying to get him on board with a group of players who are still trying to get on board with the club itself. So that's going to be very difficult. But it's going to be difficult regardless of who we bring in. So we're going to have to pull the trigger sooner rather than later. Otherwise, we're only just going to start clicking into form with two games left to go. Interesting. Interesting. Roberto, how are you, bro? Hello. Sorry I'm late. Um, it's okay. My... I, I don't know if you fully caught up, but you've got no, the gist. I, I, yeah. I caught up very quickly using the mobile internet. So uh, my question about this is, <laughs> I wonder why it's been leaked. Because... Um, I mean, it's it's interesting because you were saying yesterday it's been radio silence from the club and on the media about this. Yeah. So yeah. Um, now Fabrizio Romano, I consider to be quite a reliable source, um, yeah. you know, second only to the great John Percy himself. So 
Yeah. Um, I, so this must have come from an official source at the club through back channels, right? And I, I don't know whether they're leaking it in order to sort of test the water with the fan base. It does look like uh, a lot of the response on Twitter is pretty negative. Um, just <clears> seems <throat> that the, the Cooper Inn fans can be negative as well, just about <laughs> other managers. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, just just to be fair, it could be from uh, an agent as opposed yeah. to someone at the club. Mm, uh, yeah, but I don't know. Fabrizio Romano's got to think about his own reputation, hasn't he? So, uh, it's like you were saying yesterday. Uh, people have had their fingers burnt before uh, mm -hmm. after the Leeds game last year, after the Leicester game, saying that he was going, saying that people were in talks and then it never materialised. So, I don't know. I, I'm just interested in why it's been leaked. I think it has been leaked by the club. I don't know whether it's to uh, put pressure on Cooper again or maybe put pressure on the players again or to at least look like they're doing something or whether it really is a serious prospect. It's very difficult to see just from sort of like 25 words on on Twitter. In terms of the guy himself, I think he's the sort of person that we should be talking to. Um, I don't think it's a, a bad uh, a bad start. I mean, he's obviously out of a job now. He's left the Saudi league very recently. Um, yeah, I mean, you're going to be talking to people that are out of a job. I mean, if you're if you're going to try and tempt someone away from a job where they're quite successful at the, mo at the moment, you're going to have to give them a four year contract. And you know that's what for that's Forest all over. We keep giving people four year contracts and firing them after six months. You know, if you are going to put somebody in potentially as a stopgap. To the end of the season, give them a one-year contract. You know, so I, from that point of view, plus you know, Portuguese speaker will go a long way in our club. So um, I'm not shocked by it, and I'm not upset by it, and uh, I'm reasonably positive about it because I think I'm getting more uncomfortable with the nothing being done. If you know what I mean, because I yeah. think that's not an option. The um, let, let's yeah. cover off his tactics. I'm really, I'm trying to keep up with your messages in the chat. It's going a little crazy on here. There's, I think, 500 over 500 of you in here. Please do hit that like, make sure you are subscribed. Now, what I'm hearing is it's not, it's not coming from the club. So, let me just throw some water on that fire. Um, right. so I don't know, but remind this, this to me sounds maybe agent talk yeah not i think it will be what do you think crypto Possibly. yeah i think I, I i think romano likes to confirm things with agents i mean it could even be you know somebody very close to to nuno nuno himself i i don't think the club would purposely leak it to be honest i mean i i could be wrong obviously but I, I was saying just before you came on, Rob, I've, I watched uh, a, quite an in-depth uh, documentary about Romano and it was all about how he uses different agents around the world to, yeah, to confirm and collaborate stories. I think on his tactics, yeah. fortunately for us, you'll all be pleased that he, uh, he plays low block. So he's basically the next Steve Cooper. You say that, and that's what I want to talk about, Ez, because he is his ideal is a three slash five back, but what he does, he sorts the defense out, and he plays with pace in his attack. I mean, he only conceded one goal or something in a, in a set period. Of time. I can't remember what the time frame was. If it was at the Spurs stints to start with, or at Wolves, I, I'm getting my stats mixed up. But does 
Let, let me ask you two questions. Do you want that style of play? And do you think that would actually suit the players we've currently got? Does he almost sound like he would fit into the recruitment we've had? I think with the situation we're in, um, even a blind man, not having watched our football, just being told our stats and how we've been playing, would think, first thing, is sort that defence out. Stop them leaking goals, make them solid, and then you build from there. And any manager coming into this situation would surely be thinking the same thing. So that, I can't be averse to that because I think that's what we need right now. We need to be solid again. We need to be hard to beat. We need to stop being a pushover. That's three, three games in a row that three games in a row out of the city ground that we've lost, you know, the fortress city ground. So we mm -hmm. need to make ourselves solid and hard to beat. Um, and if he, if that's um, his initial game plan, I'm all for it. That's what just what you have to do, you know. Um, so nothing, I've got nothing against that. But I saw how his team played um, when he certainly when he had Wolves, and I think I just want to draw parallels mm -hmm. with his Tottenham um, situation to what Potter faced when he went to Chelsea. Very similar situations. Yes. Very similar, um, not backlash from the players, but certainly not, they weren't on board with him. And um, the Spurs players and fans, unfortunately, weren't on board with Nuno. I think he should have been given more time, but that's by the by. I think he's, for, for what we need right now, I think he is the right man. And I think um, the tactics will come. The players, I think he's, they've kind of already been, I think he's going to have to do a lot of, Untraining in a way, unbrainwashing. The players need to come out of some sort of. We're not even a defensive team. If we're a defensive team, then we're solid, but we're not. Mm. Oh, we just to sit back and let's hope for the best team. So I think he can organise that in a lot better fashion than I'm seeing at the moment. And I'm not having digs at Cooper, but obviously what he's tried I, I, this season and he's tried more formations and player combinations than he's ever tried before, but just not working. Again. So it needs to touch that back on it. It needs, it needs a fresh set of eyes on it. It needs a new look on it. And just to touch on Romano as well, and whether this has been leaked by the club. Now, I don't I don't think I'm overstepping the line to say that we've had communications from the media side of a club, which you could tantamount to leaking information or leaking, trying to gauge um, the fan opinion. And I think that's what this is. I think it is deliberate. I don't think the club are out of it. I think they've got some part to play in this. And I think a lot of it is to gauge what the fan reaction is going to be. Uh, I haven't looked at it, Rob, but you're saying a lot of it is, seems to be negative at the moment. I think, let me it push is. towards your way. I don't have to look at it myself. Yeah, but that's. I think that's natural. I think that's natural. I think for for what um, the reality of what's coming now will hurt a lot of people. I'm set for it. I'm happy for it to happen. I think it needs to happen. Um, yeah, if but... it was six months, I might have argued it a bit more. But right now, I'm not going to argue that we need change. So I think we'll come round to it. It will be negativity to begin with. Yeah, but I think he's uh, the right man for the job for what. We need to as what as what platform are you suggesting that they are going to review to get a fan reaction? Because if it's Twitter, well, then Twitter is negative anyway. I I, know, you, I think. I mean, I've just made a Twitter today and I'm already getting abused and I haven't even said anything. I just posted a picture of my cat. That's because you know I, I assume you post, post on Instagram as well. We'll have to get um, Monk to have a look at that and see see what... I bet it's a, I bet it's a different reaction on... Say he, he released the same statement on Instagram 
I guarantee it'd be a different reaction on Instagram than it is yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, it it's just I want to bring Ant in, but I just I, I agree with crypto. The the club doesn't the club is aware of what happens on social media and stuff, but they got better means of gauging fan opinion than just having a flick through a timeline, which is a lot of what the people are reacting to. I mean, I'm giving it the eye test on social media, is giving it a quick flick through. And there's a few people that are saying, I was Cooper out, now I'm Cooper in. There's other people that are saying that this makes sense. You know, so it's um, it's a little crazy. But uh, just before I bring you back in, because I want to go back to the tactics thing. Another £2 from the legend that is Sharky. When Cooper came in, it was all negative then. Exactly. When Cooper came in, how many people were Cooper in off the bat or Cooper raised an eyebrow? You know what I mean? It's like it's always going to be the case um, with managers there. But let's just let's just bring it back to the tactics, and because both you and me, we are attractive, both in person, obviously, and in the style of football we like to see. You know, we're no we're no lemmies. We know that. But sorry, I um, what, <laughs> what do you think of of um, of the back three five formation that's his go-to as well how do you think it fits no, in for first us? first of all i'm going to yet again address this one cell that we have in the chat <laughs> just remind me jimmy we're we're about to your uh your club we're about to your team at the moment in the league bottom where is he oh i'm glad that we I, i'm i'm so sad we've not got a well-run club like sheffield united yeah, it's better. It's better than being the worst city in the whole world. Ooh. Anyway, Ooh. anyway, let's, 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 uh... you know what's worse than that is when snooker is more famous in your city than your football team. That's pretty embarrassing, man. But that is true. That is that is true. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, be the top had to be cast. Yeah. It wasn't Jimmy's fault. I'll tell you guys that much. For once, it wasn't Jimmy's fault. But anyway, go on. Ed. First of all, I'm sorry. To contradict to you guys, but I don't think that Marinaka's decision is going to be made on Twitter. I honestly don't. I don't think he's going to look at Twitter and count up who says yes and who says no. I don't think that's going to happen, right? Secondly, secondly, people people really seem to have a difficulty understanding the difference between low block and a back five or a back back three. Low block yeah. is when you get around ten of your players behind the ball and just outside the penalty box when you're playing a back three with a progressive midfield and a, and a front a front two you can be an attacking you can have an attacking style of play your wing backs will be acting like wingers you've got three central defenders that you have to trust and then your wing backs can fly forward or at least one of them can and then another one could shift across and you're all of a sudden you're a fallback it's very it's it's not genius it, you know i can understand it so it can't be can it so let's get this idea of yeah. low block out of the way. We play a low block. Forest play a low block, right? Every man behind the ball on the edge of the penalty box. That's a low block. Wolves didn't play like that. They played with a back five, back three, whatever you want to call it. But they were fairly progressive about it. Wolves fans didn't complain a lot about it. And I tell you what, I would take finishing seventh and seventh with a with a low block rather than seventeenth with a low block. Yeah. So for me. Bringing in Nuno, I think I'm warming to it. I'm warming to it because I think that he could be a guy that could take us forward. He's had a lot of success in his career, a lot, and very little failure. It's nearly always that way. 
Um, he's managed in Europe. I mean, obviously he's Portuguese, but he's managed in Europe. He's managed in Premier League. He's even managed in Saudi. That's a quite a bit more experience than Steve's got. And I'm not. I don't want to dunk on Steve for what he's done for us. We all know, but these are facts. These are facts. He also speaks several languages. It helps when you've got a multicultural team such as Forest. He's used to dealing with high-profile players. These are all things that Steve has not yet got in his career. He may go on to get them, but not with us. Because as I've said on many occasions, we're not a kindergarten. We're a serious Premier League club, or at, le at least I hope we are. So for me, it would be, without doubt, an improvement. And I honestly believe that we would see progress under this manager. And it, and I would ex, I would ex, I would be disappointed if we didn't finish 14th, 15th. Maybe it, maybe higher. Who knows? He might be miracle man. But I think he would give us that safety. He would give us that safety. He knows how to organise a defence, obviously. Which, mm. despite Steve Cooper being a low block defensive manager, can't seem to do actually because we're letting loads and loads and loads and loads of goals. And and you know on the Saudi point. So I was reading that his uh, his salary in in Saudi Arabia was seven million pound a year. Now I believe I'm right in saying have that they not sacked Cooper... him? Have they not sacked him because of his yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he would have been paid off. He's got all that cash now. He's a not necessarily. The question I want to put to you is: uh, apparently, Cooper's the lowest paid manager in the league. So can we go from that? paying? Can we go from paying? I think it's two million pounds. I always like to pick up on facts. Do we know that, or is this just something we've heard? Was Heckingbottom on more than Cooper? That team's only got Prems, ain't he? In the no, now he's not what, what, what's been released in the media is that Cooper is one of the lowest. He was Cooper was the lowest paid manager last year. Yeah, ignore yeah. the crackers yeah. that came up this year, but um, yeah. We're just gonna have, we're okay. gonna have to spend more. That's what I'm trying to say. Quite a yeah, lot but more just just to clarify, what usually happens with manager contracts is, for example, I'm trying to think, uh, who was the Chelsea one that got sacked before before Tuchel? Can anyone remember? Uh, Potter. No. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Lampard. Yeah, Potter. Lampard. Before well, no, him. Tuchel. Potter. Lampard. Didn't Pochettini. he? It was before Pochettini. Tuchel. Pochettini was there, wasn't he? Poch, it was no, Poch. No, 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 no. no. He is at Chelsea right now. Oh, yeah. no, the, the other one. The other guy. <laughs> the other one, right. Here's what, what tends Conte, to happen. Was it Conte? Sorry. Anyway, anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is that with manager's severance package, it doesn't necessarily mean they get paid out the full remainder of their contract That's, yeah. or, That's actually, yeah, or yeah. a percentage. In fact, it's gone yeah. a stage beyond that because clubs are getting rinsed by switching managers so much. So what they yeah. do is a lot of them have agreements where they continue to pay them. Say they were on, let's say, 12 million a year just for ease of maths. Yeah, <clears throat> They would carry on getting paid a million a month until they That's took right, a new dude. job on. And That's then right. that cuts off the payment. Right. So yeah. that tends to be the pattern a lot of manager contracts are on now. In terms of Crypto's point about uh, Nuno being on 7 mil, he will still have had a big chunk of that, but he wants back in a top five yeah, league. That's Saudi. That's yeah, Saudi. That's yeah, and, Saudi. And, and, that's and the, point the point I'm trying to make, and that kind of emphasizes it, is even if the payment stopped from Saudi, it would be a big drop once he signs a Forest contract. Yeah, but he knows that. It's not going to be... I, can, I point, can I put... Look, put, put that out of the way. That's irrelevant, right? He either wants to come or he doesn't. 
that, you know, if, if he wants 10, 20 million a year, he can, uh, he can jolly well jog on, okay? <laughs> so, learning. That, was, that learning. was so weird because you said something when your lips said something else. Yeah. <laughs> right. I want to bring Robin to this. Let me finish my point. And the other thing right, is, quick. yeah. And the <laughs> other thing is, right. This is the other thing. <laughs> the other thing is, we're paying Chris Wood ninety grand a week. We're paying Shelby sixty grand a week. We're paying X player this grand a week. Isn't Origi, the manager probably the most important person in the club? Should we even care about how much we're paying him? Pay him whatever he needs to be paid because he, you know, we're paying all these shit players massive wages. Get rid of them and get a decent manager in on a decent salary. He didn't if you say want the, the best, you pay. you pay. He didn't say the F word, but he said the S word. God. <laughs> anyway, just oh, quickly, well, so I want to bring Robin and Lemmy back into this. Ezzy, are you still with us? I think so. All right, good. All right, I just need to read out a couple of super chats as well. A big shout out to Harvey, who's still recovering. I think I think you had COVID, didn't you, Harvey? I hope you're feeling better, bro. Uh, Jordan with the 199. Thank you so much, bro. Hey, boys, how you doing? Uh, one, how you doing, one? And hi, Ant. I think uh, Ant has one actual fan these days. That's good to see. And Sharky saying, uh, I give you all my pounds if it means Cooper goes. He's saying that to Maranakis. Thank you so much for the <laughs> Avi, now I want to. I, I kind of want to balance this because I'll be honest. He's not my number one choice. Um, I'll kick this on off with Rob first, right? Um, let's talk about the potential negatives here, Rob. Because is there a risk that sacking Cooper in the position we are and bringing in a Nuno who built a kind of almost project built um, Wolves, didn't he? Because he took him from the Championship into the Premier League. Two seasons. Yes, he got him to seventh, but was able to sustain them. Is this maybe not his cup of tea coming in for a relegation battle and uh, and then trying to build? Because it's not an instant project uh, program, is it? He's going to have to stabilize, avoid relegation, and then build. So do you see any risks with that? Just for you answer that, thank you so much. The beautiful crazy cat lady with the 99p. Um, what? I Who banned? I think I've just bought Jimmy. You just banned Jimmy. Can I unbar him? Mods, can you unban Jimmy, please? Go on, Rob. Uh, thoughts on that? Uh, well, risk. If you'd asked me maybe six or seven games ago, then I would have said um, it was more risky to get rid of Cooper. But now, after what, one point in the last six or seven games? Uh, you, it's about a balance of risks, isn't it? I mean, generally, when teams make a change, they get a new manager bounce. Uh, we would be looking for the new manager to get something out of the players that we brought in this year, not necessarily be playing the ones that served them well in the yeah. past. Now, I mean, in terms of the this the rest of this season, can we now agree that this season is a write-off? And, you know, the only, to me... Only two things matter, and the second one is the same as the first. The the stay up, but also stay up legally without breaching financial fair play. Because if we stay up, but we do something uh, irregular, and then we end up getting a points deduction next year, then um, and you know there's every chance that we might do that. So for me, as long as we stay up legally, I honestly now at this point. 
do not care who is the manager or what the style of play is. Now, while you guys were talking, I've been doing some uh, research. Uh, the rest of this season is now in three phases, right? We have got mm-hmm. three games now um, before the African Cup of Nations start, okay? Which it, yeah. uh, we know what those are. It's the Bournemouth, Newcastle away, and then home to Man U. Now then, if you said to me now that a new manager would draw those three games, I would snap your hand off, right? Because that is the probably the weakest moment for us. We then have to play four games during the African Cup of Nations. So the AFCON uh, kicks off around about the 10th of January and the final is on the 11th of Feb. So obviously, if our players are not playing in the knockouts, they might come back before that. But during the AFCON itself, you've got away at Bournemouth, home to Newcastle, home to West Ham and away at Villa. You know, we kind of need six or seven points from those games, right? Then after that, you've got 14 games before the end of the season. I would look at this right now that we are in a crisis. And frankly, from the evidence I've seen, I don't see that we're going to get necessarily any different results over those three three games and then the four games of the AFCON. So it's almost like if you stick with Cooper now, you're basically saying we don't expect much out of those seven games. We're going to continue doing the same as we have done in the past seven games. Hopefully we bring someone in the window. Hopefully a one year is fit after that. And then we've got those 14 games until the end of the season to turn things around. I would rather get something out of the next seven games. And if, you know, if that's come through new manager bounce, I don't care who the manager is and I don't care what style of play. Uh, <coughs> I, I'm beyond that now. I'm genuinely worried about relegation. Wait, wait, Rob, can we clarify? You, he's not Cooper in anymore. Look, if it was Cooper that uh, kept us up, that would be my first choice. But what I'm saying is if you, as I said at the start, if you asked me six or seven games ago, I would have said that the risks, it was more risky to abandon Cooper. We've now got more evidence, haven't we? We've now got more evidence. Out of the last six or seven games, I would say one decent performance, which was Wolves away. I know you don't think it, it was a great performance. I think it was a very good performance. But Politician. You know, but I don't know. Uh, you've asked about the risk. I think there's a risk of do nothing. And I think the risk of do nothing is, is basically that we get no points from the next seven games. Because it, it's bleak. Three games before the window opens, four games during the AFCON. I don't know who I don't know who we're gonna get to come and get us out of that. Oh my maybe. I've got to say, maybe. Rob, it sounds I've like you've lost, lost the understanding of the city. No, I was gonna say I admire I admire his honesty. I admire his honesty. It's not with I'm not, not sure like, I, I know what the answer was though. Can I just answer? Can I just reply to this? I've heard a lot of this. If Tyro right. was here, we'd be mid table all that a lot. Tyro's got, I've said this before, Tyro's got nothing to do with the defense. If, you, if you've not got a very good attack, then at least defend well. We're not defending well. So the problem is at the back. That's where our yeah, problem but, is. And we're not defending well because we have to spend all of our time sat in our own half. If we had mm-hmm. some attackers at the field, there wouldn't be so much pressure. Hence, Ez's brilliant point the other day about Jamie Vardy, which I 100% agree with us. Let's not go down that road. Let's not go down that road. Let's bring Lemmy and Ez in on that. 
Um, same kind of point to you, Lemmy. Do you, do you see a situation where changing Cooper could still result in relegation? Do you worry about that? Well, yeah, it's always going to be a worry because we've let ourselves sleepwalk into the position we're in now. I feel like as soon as that Villa game happened, we were all we were being lambasted for wanting Cooper out, weren't we? At that point, it was by everyone Rob. all of a sudden teaming up on us saying, well, I don't know what you're thinking. He's just pulled this team together and now they're all playing together as 11 players and we're going to fly up the league. And then we've just been going game by game, just never looking like any real chance to win a game, even most of the times, not even be doing well to try and hold on to a draw in a game. And we've, we've ended up in the position we're in now. And I think the point that Rob was making is bang on. And it's not so much splitting it up into the three phases in terms of pre-AFCON, during AFCON and post. It's pre-transfer window that I'm feeling that's why we have to pull the trigger. We have to get someone in now who can have three games and assess exactly what we've got. And then he's got a month to say, right, this is who I need. I need a striker. I need yeah. a goalkeeper. I and I need one other player of a high standing. And this is who I'm going to get. He has to have that. Am, am, I, am I right in saying that George Mendes is his agent as well? Because yeah, I think he, he is. And if that's so, yeah, he he's a handyman to have on board. Mm. He built he built he built that Wolves team. George Mendes and, and, and Nuno built that Wolves team that, that yeah. came seventh mm. twice. So you know, that could be a little little bonus. Yeah. But I mean the thing about um like I've seen a lot of things going on about the negative football that um Nuno plays and yeah, he plays three back or five back. But I mean we played three or back or five back, but I've been looking at the overall league stats over the two seasons that he was up in the Prem. They were conceding one goal a game on average over yeah. a season as a newly promoted team. And that's what got them seventh. They were yeah. they were easily getting draws. If you only score, concede one goal a game, I can't imagine that as a Forest fan at the moment, going into a game and expecting to only concede one goal. Like we, yeah. we know, I'm pretty sure it was in the build-up to the game this weekend where I said I, I was hopeful for a one-all, but I knew that there'd be an individual error somewhere that would lead to a goal. We, we, that happens every game, but there's a goal that's due to a single player's error. And it just seems like he didn't tolerate that when he was manager of Wolves, regardless of what formation he's playing. His defence was structurally sound. And that's what we have to sort out first. We managed to keep on ticking over draws now and again, and then build up something where we can actually do something with the attack that we've got. Yeah. Ed's on, on that point on Nuno and what Ant was saying with Mendes and stuff, can you can you see him getting money in the window? Do you see him being able to? You're on mute, by the way. But and also, Morgan Gibbs White didn't really get a chance under him. Let me unmute you. I think it's from here. I can't unmute you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jump out, jump in. Readers. Uh, it's good that it's good thing it's on video. At least we can lip read you. I can't control it here. But um, yeah, just while Ez is coming back in, because I want him to respond to that question, just a quick reminder, please do hit that like button if you haven't already. It's free to do. Subscribe if you're new to Forest Fan TV. Um, Rory, you can unsubscribe if you want, bro. I mean, no one's got a gun to your head. It's okay. Uh, you lot making no points. I'm unsubscribing. Thank you. Appreciate you stopping in anyway. 
Um, I just want to get into some of the messages. Um, Jeff's saying, question for Wolfie, how are you going to feel next season with the Vardy twin in the Prem and us in the championship? Bro, the, the season hasn't played out yet. Yeah, I still, I still, I mean... I mean, delusion or disbelief or disregarding the fact that I think Forrest can go down. I'm still relying on our boy here, Jimmy, to to make that dream a reality for us. I think they're dead in the water. But you want um, me to ban you again. Huh? He's unbound. It's good you to want see. Me to welcome ban you back. again. Welcome back, Jimmy. So um, yeah, Pat's asking for him to be banned. But you know, I, I think that there is always a risk with the manager change. But I do look at some of those players, and Terry is back on time. Fantastic. I do look at some of the players that Nuno had in that team. I think in Neves, uh, Podence, who's obviously now an Olympiacos, could he end up coming back across to Forest? You know, because there's that connection there. He's still all right. I think he's like 28 years old at the moment. Good and yeah, and it was, you know, I used to meme on my walls, mate. You're just turning into Portugal. <laughs> and Portugal are doing. You know, got a good crop of players coming up. So we could see an influx in Portuguese Brazilians. And to me, there's a lot of things that may make sense to this. But yeah, as on, on that point, did you hear the question I asked you while you were struggling? Yeah. Good, because I can't remember Mendes what it was. And, uh, Mendes and uh, uh, Espirito oh. Santo links. That was a definite game plan by Wolves from their hierarchy all the way down to obviously to the management um, to bring that, have that system and they've obviously got players like Diogo Jota, Ruben Neves, Moutinho um, who's still there. Um, we got I think they had the goalkeeper as well, didn't they? So yeah, that was definitely a game plan by them and it worked very successfully. Um, they stormed yeah. through the championship and 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 comfortably stayed in a Premier League. You know, they weren't under any relegation danger from what I can remember. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a game plan there, and he's Mendes is a huge name in, in the agency market, trying to get these bigger name players. Recruitment is going to have to be key, whichever manager comes in, and uh, there's going to have to be certain assurances for that manager uh, from Mr. Maranakis. And we talk about right, okay, trying to stay within FFP, but you obviously you need to stay in the Premier League for that to be effective. So whatever the game plan is for FFP, we need to stay in the Premier League. So even if it means risking it slightly, I think there's going to be, if it has to be funds available. No, I, I can't imagine any new manager wanting to come in with this particular project with no funds available. So there will be funds made available. How they're made available, I don't know. And it's, you know, it's not my business, you know. The club will sort that out, but that will be the case. And I do like the fact that there are strong links to Mendes involved in that. There's definitely talent out there. And even if you're not looking in Portugal in particular, looking in South America, obviously we've got Brazilian stars and we're linked with another Brazilian star to come in in, in the January window anyway. I think it bodes well. And I think it's really important that we do have a look at that structure in terms of making sure that it's all aligned. Because at the moment, it's, we, we, we've discussed so many times, did Cooper bring this player in or was it dumped on him? How much involvement has Cooper got in recruitment? But I think you've got a much more streamlined objection where you've got the manager of the agent everybody else on board i think it just makes for a better recruitment process personally whether it'll bear out i don't know but yeah i'd, I'd expect that he'll be given funds and he will bring bringing players in once he's assessed what the squad is considering in if he gets the job obviously I don't know, but there is obviously strong links yeah um crypto 
if let, let's say you know there's legs behind this when would you anticipate this happening and chat what do you think do you think this would happen pre or post bournemouth um because let's just say cooper gets bournemouth and wins what then happens here is the can kick down the road you know what what happens so when when do you see it happening crypto if it's going to happen i think i think if it's going to happen it's got to happen in the next 24 hours i don't i don't think realistically cooper can start leading training sessions if if it's probably going to happen i don't think that's fair i don't think we i think we'd probably definitely lose another three points against bournemouth even even if we will anyway if cooper's going into that match with the thought that there's kind of no point and he knows he's going then that's not going to be good for anyone so it's if this is as serious as it sounds which it probably is if it's come from romano then it's got to happen for me in the next 24 hours um sooner sooner rather than than later really i just i just don't i don't think it's fair on cooper to drag it out if it, if it's such a serious rumor and i don't i don't think it will benefit the players I don't think it will benefit the team it won't benefit the fans you know as soon as soon as it came out there's loads of negativity on on twitter most likely from people who have no idea um about nuno anyway um you know, most of the negativity from the fans on Twitter is, you know, people don't even know anything about football, uh, which is a shock. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think you've got to... Right, right. Crypto's on Twitter <laughs> again, guys. So yeah, follow me on Twitter somewhere here. But, but if you want to abuse yeah. him... If you want to abuse him, get in quick because he has a reputation of being banned pretty regularly. Yeah, just don't, don't wind me up because I've been banned five times and I'm not trying to make it a six. <laughs> But if you do wind me up, it's you know that's a you problem, not me. So, <laughs> but it's it, it's interesting. I don't know what the rest of you. I'll kind of open it up to the rest of you. Maybe go around, Rob. If if this is true, when do you see it happening? If it's going to happen, well, let's I, work on the assumption that let's well, say it's true. Let's play devil's advocate here. I cannot imagine us beating Bournemouth. I mean, I hope I can play this back in a few days and I was completely wrong. But I've just looked at the head-to-head. Last six games against Bournemouth, you know, lost four, draw two. We couldn't even beat them in the championship, right? And um, they have four wins and a draw in their last five games. Their form is outstanding. It's all set up for us to lose. It's Honestly, I'd rather be playing Man City on Saturday because like this, the trouble is that we're expecting... Oh, in Saudi, yeah, we, we are expected to beat Bournemouth and I, I cannot imagine it happening. So, quite frankly, I can't see the point of Cooper being in charge for Bournemouth. I know I'm, I'm not saying what I was saying six games ago, but we've had six games of very bad results. So, And you uh, met us. I mean, remember what I kept saying to you when you were saying Cooper out, I would I was saying, well, who's available? Who you know? And you would say, oh, there'll be somebody. So now we've actually got a name in the frame. I would say that certainly as someone to come in between now and the end of the season, he would be acceptable to me. It would be a satisfactory choice. So I just can't see the point in giving Cooper the Bournemouth game. I'm sorry to say, based on, you know, how I mean, Cooper's managed Forrest against Bournemouth four times, hasn't he? Yeah. And we've not won that fixture. So I just can't... Sorry? They're a bogey team, aren't they? I hate them. I know. They're horrible. They're horrible. The part of the problem is with playing them at home, it's for some reason we're expected to beat them. 
You have to take into account Simon's big stadium uh, take. True, true. What is that? Uh, let's not go down that road. Let's not go down that road. So, yeah, I mean, look, if, you, if you're going to do it, I don't see any point in holding on. <laughs> I, I just don't see any. I'll tell you what happened to me. Uh, one, one point out of the last 18, is it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you said to me, where do you draw the line? I, I now think that the risk of doing nothing is greater than the risk of doing something. Rob, I've got to, I've got to applaud you, but I've got to call you out as well. I'm pretty sure your criteria was you'd be, you'd turn on Cooper if he lost the dressing room, and you'd be relegated with Cooper. Blah well, blah I blah. Think blah. The, I think that the Fulham we uh, corrupted you. <laughs> the Fulham and the Everton game for me were evidence of that. I, you know, the Fulham and the Everton game were evidence of that. I think that um, you know Wolves. Yes, we were better organised and they were willing to play for him. I don't necessarily think the Tottenham game was as good a performance as some of you guys said. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I can't stand in the face of evidence. I thought we would do better over the last six games than we have. And the thing is, you know, it's not even in Cooper's interest for him to stay. Because, you know, people, a lot of people, I was saying six games ago, he's got credit in the bank. Like, how quickly before he goes overdrawn now? He's spending that credit faster than Rishi Sunak during a pandemic. He's, he is <laughs> rapidly going... A little bit of politics. <laughs> yeah, no, well, if you go, you're always going to get that with me, I'm afraid. So, I, I think <laughs> well, in terms of like, his legacy... I'm, I'm Arsenal, but, I mean, look at look at Sheffield. They've even brought Chris Wilder back, right? So, they obviously look look at him fondly. Maybe oh, they thought... Okay, say that name? I like how you called them Sheffield. Oh, well, never go, never go back. Other never teams are available. Back. No, but what, I, what I'm saying is that um, if, if, if we hang around and we lose the next three games, if we, if, is there another team in Sheffield? Uh, so, anyway, so if we hang around for another, <laughs> if we hang around for another, uh, three games, if we lose the next three games, I don't think that's. I don't think that's a good thing for Steve Cooper, is it? I agree. I do agree. Yeah, and no punishment. You could twist that point around and say, okay, if Bournemouth are so good and in such good form, then is it the right game to bring him in if he may lose it? That's not that's not what I that's not my opinion, but some people would say, what's the right game to bring him in if if you don't think we can beat Bournemouth or well, I didn't give us any hope of winning that game. I don't get that. You bring the manager in. You don't want to bring him. You're not bringing him in for one game, are you? Hopefully, do you know what I mean? I so if he loses, the, so if he loses the first game or two, you know that's that. Yeah, but I look at look at, any more look, games. at Wilder, look at Wilder, and he's you know he's a shit manager. He got smashed in his first game back. Mm. I, yeah, I do happens, not want to write off any more games. I feel like we're kind of we're in a kind of analysis paralysis now. Um, we've we've got the evidence that we didn't have six yeah, because we started this debate, you and I, Wolverine, after the Luton game, didn't we? <laughs> Sorry, that just like really <laughs> <laughs> we did. Sorry, Rob, carry on. <laughs> oh no, we started this debate after the Luton yep. game. A very cordial um, debate, may I add. Yeah, it was. And um, I just feel that uh, how, you know, I, I would just be staring in the face of reality if I said that I was happy with, with one point from 18 after that. It, it's it's not what I was hoping for. It's not what I, what I expected. 
So, Rob, is that your long-winded way of saying I was right? Uh, I'm never going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Let but me bring Rob, Lemmy in. Were on with a, oh, can I just say, if Rob was on with like five of uh, Happy Clappers, would he have been... Still, Other. would he have changed Other. his mind? I, got, I, don't, no, yeah. I don't accept the phrasing of that question. Sorry. It's like, <laughs> you, are, you don't know five of Rephrase the question and then we'll answer it. If you were right. on with if, five if, on the two put in, go on, let's go with that. If you, yeah, if you were with five of us that were supporting your um, original stand, would you have changed it by now? You, I don't think, I think we have worn you down. I think you need to admit that for a start. But I think also the reality of what happened is like, <laughs> no, I'm not I'm locked up <laughs> between screams <laughs> and we're torturing him. <laughs> No, Listen, all due I've respect, always said no, this. I've always, I've always said this when people bigger man to say that. As you as let me tell you this, mate, you're not the bigger man. Trust me on that. Ooh. I've always said this. You know, if people have called me, a no, flip you are. Right? Right? I ain't that. <laughs> <laughs> I've right, always right, said right. this. Right. If, if people have called me a flip flop or whatever, I've always said that any man that doesn't change his mind when he's seen evidence that has changed. The situation is just a fool and an idiot and just you know like some of these people who i want him even if we go down type of people if you if you know you may have a view of something but if the evidence changes then it's only sensible to change your mind there's nothing wrong with that right. i think it's the first as well and i respect uh, gunners i think the sentiment changes as well because it's not about keeping cooper it's about forest staying up and I think mm. Rob's already said that. That's his. Big, I'm not going back to the championship game plan. That's... Yeah, I exactly. refuse to go back no to the championship. Too much of my short and life now... has been spent in the championship. Absolutely not. Yeah, that must that's not. Happen. The likes of Chef you, I'm not spending <laughs> the rest of the season is... looking over my back. But we. I want to let me in because I'm going to forget my question. I'm going to forget my question. Right. Lemmy, who's always, always patiently, how are you, buddy? How are you? I love having you on because I'm just going to wait five I'm seconds just... to make sure nobody else has got a quick anecdote or a chime in that they want to just throw out. No, it'll be a super chat now. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, <clears throat> don't worry. All right, I'll keep an eye on the. I'll keep an eye on the mob, mate. No worries. So, Joe, when's the right time to bring a new manager in? Okay, that that's kind of my question to you because as yeah. Ben was saying there, you got the three matches. People are saying it's too hard for them to come in, but then in January we got Brentford and then Arsenal and an FA Cup match. When, in your opinion, is a right time to bring the manager in? Forget forget the run that we're on and how dire it's been. Just yeah. logically using Lemmy logic, I like that yeah. phrase. How would you see a manager fitting in when it'd be the right time? Well, after tonight's um posts on twitter i think the catalyst is kind of being kicked off now it has to be has to be done now a statement has to be made we have to put a stake in the ground you can't have like um well-renowned journalists substantiating claims that cooper's on his way out and we've found someone mm -hmm. to be coming in and then just sit on it and say nothing again up until like the day before the bournemouth game um so they have to say something tonight not tonight probably tomorrow um i think something has to be said um which is unfortunate it feels like it's probably escalating it but realistically if we're going down the route 
that crypto was kind of like playing more devil's advocate to. I don't think it's his actual thought, but saying, yeah. do you wait until an easier game? I, I don't think yeah. there are any. We've already found out this season and last season, there are no easy games. We're, we're, if you can play any team in this league and lose, you, you can be 2-0 up with 10 minutes to go and end up drawing that game. So it's no right time to do it. But the longer that we prolong it, it's going to, like Rob was saying, it's just getting riskier and riskier to stick with it now. It's impossible to um, see as sticking it out and expecting anything to improve. So we have to pull the trigger now. And this um, decision that's been made today by posting it on Twitter, I think is just pretty much highlighted that something's going to have to be done in the next 24 to 48 hours. Tony in the chat made an interesting point. If, if, for example, they weren't 100% sure, let's say, until the next four or five days, is it worth putting someone like Stephen Reid in charge just to cover that period to show some respect to Cooper so that he doesn't have to basically go into this week knowing that he's going to be sacked? Possibly. I mean, like Rob was saying, going into this game against Bournemouth, who are hot on form, I think we can pretty much all expect that there's not going to be a result... You won't expect a result regardless of who's in charge unless we were somehow managed to pull a miracle out of our arse and managed to persuade one of the managers at the top flight to come down and take us on as a role. So I think anyone who's a free agent out there at the moment is going to struggle to be able to rally around a team of, well, it's not even a team at the moment. It's still just a group of individuals that have not become a collective apart from the occasional game like at Aston Villa. It's going to be difficult for someone to kind of rally a team up and, have an immediate effect. We like to talk about new manager bounce and how it's a curse when we have to play a team who've just got a new manager in. But I don't think we'd kind of expect that, especially with the group that we've got. Um, but we have to find someone to take position before the January transfer window so he can then have his say and implement the few signings that we've got to make to try and push ourselves up. Is, is everyone in the chat in agreement with that? Do they feel that the new manager should get the whole of the window because we did a video today on the channel where the rumors were that Cooper was going to be given until the end of December. And by the time a manager comes in and the window is pretty much closed, you know? So I, I think I agree with what Lemmy's saying in terms of the change needs to be now to then let him, let him build in. But then, the question that surely needs to follow off the back of that is, is does the expectations then change if we have a new manager? It does for me. With a new manager coming in, in a situation we're in, with what he's got to work with and uh, change of mentality he has to bring to the club again as well. Uh, staying up 17th is fine for me. With a new manager, 17th is fine for me. My expectations wouldn't be any much higher than that. And I don't know if I speak for a lot of the fans to say the same thing. If you bring the new manager in in this situation, you can't expect him to get you into the top half. But you can't expect him to keep you up. So that's what that's all I'm expecting from Emery did, though, as Emery did. Yeah, 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 I know. Absolutely. But I'm saying I'm going to... On this one, with a new manager, I am going to lower my expectations. I'm going to lower my expectations that... On this one, I'm I'm happy for us to stay up and see progression, and see these new players that we've already bought in this season start integrating into this club. But some of them, rightly or wrongly, 
rightly or wrongly? Rightly or wrongly. I, I, I got to say, I disagree with you guys about Bournemouth. I don't... Bournemouth finished, what was it, a point ahead of us last season? Yeah. I think it's a sorry tale to sit here and say we're going to get smashed by Bournemouth at home. I mean, we, we've got to have some optimism. If you go into a match thinking, oh, Bournemouth are in form, they're going to batter us. <coughs> I mean, it's Bournemouth at the end of the day. You go down to Bournemouth yeah. to have a nice summer holiday. You know, you don't go down there to watch them play world-class football. Yeah, it's... I know what you're saying, but with Cooper in charge, it doesn't feel like that. Chat, put in put in the chat where you're... If we got a new manager in tomorrow, what position would you be happy with? And I really want to ask you this because I think you kind of been on a similar time frame with a similar thought process, sorry, with me. That Forest squad is probably 11th or 12th in the league around there, yeah, on paper. Would would your expectations still want to match that or would you be like Ez and be like 17th would be I fine? Think, yeah, I think it's a bit tricky, isn't it? Because I... I do believe that it's a, a mid-table-ish team, uh, squad that we've acquired. But that was at the beginning of the season. We're now... We're at the beginning of the season, everybody had zero points. Yeah? Um, yeah? We're now halfway through, very nearly halfway through the season, and we're behind the teams that are mid-table. So let's take... I'm trying to think of... Like, I don't know, Brentford... How many points are Brentford above us now? Whatever they are, if they're six points above us, I don't know. I can't, I can't recall. I don't look at the table. Oh, the they're in nine. They're on nineteen five, points. Five points above us. So now yeah. we're starting the season five points behind Brentford. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the, yeah. the expectation at the beginning of the season is we would finish. For me, we would finish above Brentford. If you start now, we've got to catch up five points before we even get on par with them so yes the expectations because of the way the season's gone do have to change so therefore i would now be satisfied with 15th probably is the lowest i would i would say okay fair enough all yeah, this 17th and, business i wouldn't be satisfied surely we just want to survive now we're nearly halfway through the no, season no 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 that that may be good for you mate it's not good for me then that's fair enough. That's fair. My expectations are mine, yours are yours. So, you know, it's not an argument. It's not an argument to be had. It's all down to yeah. what your you know, thoughts, opinions Subjects. and expectations are. And with this squad, with a good manager, I believe that we should still be able to get up to at least 15th. Because you're talking about going above teams like Palace and that. Well, come on. You know, we should be able to do that, even, even we're, from where we're starting off now. So I'm assuming that the new manager is going to come in. It's going to be an improvement. It's going to get the, the squad together. It's going to gel the team better. It's going to get, get some tactics that they can understand and perform. And if he does all that, then we should start picking up points. And I think we're more than capable of picking up more points than Crystal Palace, for example. That's you know, just how I feel about it. Do you know what I'd be really... Listen, don't get me wrong. If we, if, we, if we do okay and finish 16th, I'm not going to be shouting for you know this, that and the other. I'm just telling you where I think that we should be in my opinion, we, we, we should be comfortable aiming for. Can you can you and imagine? I think, and I think I'm being quite sorry about it, Rob. Conservative on that. <laughs> can, can you imagine if we get to the 30th of March and it's uh, Nuno versus Cooper at Crystal Palace? That'd be that'd be an interesting day. 
what to decide who goes down? <laughs> no, just 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 Cooper leading Palace against Forest. No, I think we'd come out on top. Cooper but, probably uh, win. And... <laughs> um, Rob, let me let me slightly twist the question. You won't answer it as well, but I want to add this to you with probably the most pro Cooper hat on on the panel tonight, ish. I think right. Um, there's a lot in the chat saying 17th. Literally, most of the chat is saying 17th. And apart from Lurie, I mean, she's nearly as crazy as I am. But is there slight, and someone did mention it in the comments slightly earlier. If suddenly everyone's going to lower their expectations down to 17th, is that fair on Cooper? Where are some of these guys in the chat, you know, person X in the chat is now saying 17th, who was maybe saying 13th three weeks ago? Good point. Well, 17th would be an improvement on our current form, right? I mean, we have, mm. what, we've played 17 now. I'm looking at the table. What's really yeah. disturbing me is that our goal difference is now negative 13 as well. Uh, that was not the situation about five or six games ago. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at this season, I think 36 points should be enough to stay up, given the, Ooh, the yeah, yeah. given the bottom yeah. three. I mean, Everton stayed up in 17th with 36 last year, right? So that means that we need 22 points from 21 games. We need a point a game, right? We are currently on one point from the last six games. So I don't think it's double standards. I would be happy if Cooper kept us up in 17th place. I don't care who the manager is. I only care about one thing which is that we don't go back to the championship and we don't incur an FFP points deduction next season for basically cheating with a load of Olympiacos loans or whatever. I mean, the thing you've got to watch very carefully now is we are seeing a new phenomenon, which is relegated teams suing other clubs, right? So there's this lawsuit with Everton. There's this other lawsuit with Derby as well. I think people are going to be watching us very carefully. They're going to be looking at the business we've been doing with um, Olympiacos. I mean, already the other Premier League clubs have been trying to restrict what you can do with your sister club. I think they're very carefully watching what we're doing there, using Olympiacos as a sort of dustbin or or, or nursery. And they don't like it, you know. So I think there's a real risk that we could do something uh, outside of the rules. I mean, all all clubs live on the borderline, right? All clubs live on the borderline, but all I care about is not going back to the championship and just regroup next summer, right? So I don't care whether it's Cooper or whether it's somebody else doing it. And in terms of whether it's Nuno or somebody else, I think now there is a name in the frame. A few other people, if they are candidates like Glasner or whoever, mm. it might be time for them to make the pitch, right? Yeah. Glasner might have been sitting there waiting for the phone to ring now he's going to see this on Twitter and he might start getting a bit more proactive about saying, no, I think I can offer something here. So Good now point. there is a name in the frame. You may see two or three others. And it's like the, it's like the Conservative Party leadership. Suddenly there's about three or four of them interested. You know, the, often the first name that you hear isn't the one that ends up getting it. Yeah. So yeah. whereas I would not be advocating for Nuno specifically, I would be advocating for a change. If you're going to make it, make it now. I don't Absolutely. want to write off. I don't want Absolutely. to write off any more games. We need 22 points from.
from 21 games. That starts to get harder if we get no points from the next three. Yeah. yeah. We are, are, you right saying you, are you saying you... Are you saying you're a bit concerned that Nuno be, being used as a stalking horse? Yeah, absolutely. I, and that's why I think it might have been leaked. Because the thing is, it improves your bargaining position with other candidates if people think, shit, I'm not number one choice now. Mm. I think that's a cracking point. I think that's a really cracking point. Um, I just want to bring this super chat up from Nick. Nick the legend, the father of the greatest YouTuber alive in Logan. Thank you so much for 199. What have I missed? Just finished work. I'm um, apologies, Nick. I know you brought that up a little while ago. I just didn't want to break the flow of the conversation. So for those of you joining late, let me just quickly recap. So to confirm, Cooper has not been sacked. Romano has tweeted out and his tweet, and I'll just requote it for those of you joining late. I have it here somewhere. He understands that Nottingham Forest are in contact with Nuno Espirito Santo as potential new head coach and talks are on ongoing. Former El Ittihad Spurs and Wolves manager is top candidate in case Forest decide to fire Steve Cooper. As I just want to kind of um, get under the bonnet of that tweet a little, mate. Two key points stand out for me. The first one being talks are ongoing. What, what do you read into that? When he's saying talks are ongoing, is that potentially about him coming? Is that potentially about a transfer budget or or, or what he wants to be paid? Because I know you mentioned it, uh, Crypto mentioned it earlier about the seven mil. What do you take out of that talks ongoing? What do you guys in the chat? take out of it. I don't know if we missed a uh, a super sticker from Crazy Cat Lady as well. I did bring it up, yeah. Oh, right, okay, cool. Crazy Cat Lady with the 99p. Yeah, go on. So talks are ongoing. How do you read that? Yeah, I read that as they've actually been in contact with him already and it's just going on to the next stage. I don't think they've only just opened communications with uh, potential managers. I think it's been going ongoing for, for a little while, maybe even since the summer. Maybe, maybe uh, there's no doubt there would have been a shortlist that's made up at some point over the last 18 months, looking at results we've had. Isn't it? Maranakis wouldn't have even been considering bringing a new manager in unless he's got people lined up. So we know he's yeah. had several chats with certain managers, whether it was to bring them in or not, or just to get their opinion. Um, but for me, it says about they've, they've already been open these talks with Nuno and maybe with... Um, the other manager, uh, Glasner, that Rob's just mentioned. So and I Luke think Tegi, it's just let's not forget he's still in the fold, yeah. Yeah, and, and Tegi. So that's a great point that Rob just made, and that surely works in our favor. It has to, you know, you want to get the best man out there. I wouldn't want us to jump on the first um manager available because that might not be the best option. So if we have got options out there, that certainly makes more sense. Um, either way, I think it means that the ball is definitely rolling now. I don't think there's any any stopping what's going to go, happen now. And what I would ask is that, and I think they will do it. I think the club will probably put Cooper on garden leave, which is what they tend to do rather than sacking him. You know, um, but he, he should be shown the respect from the club, and I'm sure he will be. The fans will do what they the fans will do. You know, um, and no, none of us are going to disrespect Cooper if he does leave. But I think it just means the ball's definitely in motion and there's no stopping it really now. I think whoever comes in, there is a, there is a change coming. I would say, I would say soon. I don't think it's going to this is going to drag out for, for long, and I don't think it should be. Looking ahead to this January transfer window and the games that Rob's mentioned as well, these are free winner free games that we if we get anything out of will be a bonus. 
a new manager coming in has the potential to do that for us. So yeah. I would I would do it. But I would at the same time what the question you asked to crypto, I would put an interim in for now. If if it's definitely gonna happen, there's no point Cooper being put in charge for a team going ahead for this weekend. It does make no sense whatsoever. So put him on guard and leave, get Stephen Reed or Andy Reed or whichever one of the backroom staff you want to kind of take over until the new manager is in place. It's, it's something I want to I want to ask you about, Lemmy, because <clears throat> excuse me, Maranakis traditionally hasn't taken long in the spin around of a manager. I think I remember Martin <coughs> O'Neill was still being sacked while Lamucci was walking in. You know, there was like a fifteen minute gap between that, and even with um, I think Cooper was announced. What is just the after the Huddersfield game, wasn't it? Um, so there wasn't a big gap between him and Hewton and um, so when Stephen Reed took over. So is, is this something you would expect, Lemmy, that if this is happening, that they won't go into an interim manager? Or if they do, it may just be, safe for the Bournemouth match. And would you expect a quick turnaround on this? Because history would dictate that, I think, with Maranakis. Yeah, I think it would be a quick turnaround. Whether we have an interim manager, I can't see it being over a long period of time because we need, to, again, with I, I hate to keep bringing it up, but with the importance that we've got of this January transfer window, mm-hmm. we have to have someone who's at least managed to try and set up a team the way that he wants to play and then realise what he's got and where he has to try and improve to play this way that he's going to want to play for the rest of the season. We can't be making that decision too late down the line and then only got maybe one week to try and bring in a couple of players that we're going to need so we have to pull that trigger um pretty quickly if, if there is a turnaround period it can't be longer than one game in my opinion yeah and yeah i, I, I can't see it with all the talk going on it just feels like it is going to happen, mate. Uh, and speaking of managers, don't forget, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, we will have the great Frank Clark, an evening with Frank Clark here, and he'll be answering your questions on all things Forest. We can actually take a break from the pain of current Forest and reflect back on yesteryear, the good old days. And don't, and so, don't, ask, him, don't ask him about Steve Cooper, because, you, you know, he's not here for that. All right, well, maybe he'll want to talk about Steve Cooper. We don't know he won't. He won't. He won't. Oh, you and you and Frank are best mates, are you know? Yeah. No, my brother is. <laughs> but yeah, we'll have him on at seven o'clock tomorrow night. Um, really for reminiscing about the good old days. So make sure you join us from that. Um, right. There's six hundred of you in here. Thank you for chilling with us. I don't know how we've gone an hour and a half. Um, Can I make a quick point. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, yeah, there's a guy called Thomas in the chat. I've seen him trolling a few times on the last few streams. Um, you've got an English rugby logo as your profile picture. So I suggest that you go and watch your sport about people running around trying to pull each other's shorts down instead of talking about football. No, no, it's played by <laughs> players with odd-shaped balls. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's 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 get some closing remarks there, right? And do you, what's your gut feeling on this? And chat, Yes or no, do you see this happening? Because at the moment, the polls reading 59% would take Nuno and 41 would say no. And that's well over 500 of you that have voted. Um, what's your gut feeling, Ant? Do you see this one happening or not? With it being Fabrizio, as I, as I call him, um, it lends more credence to it, doesn't it? And I think if 
I think it's been put out by somebody. Um, I don't think it would be from the Nuno side. I think it's more likely... This is my own feeling. I have no inside info yeah. here. I think it's more likely to be from the Forest side. Um, and I think that if not Nuno, it'll be somebody else pretty soon. Um, I think that... I think time's up. And I don't think that... I don't think that Mr. Maranakis is going to wait till January. It's, it's too far away. It's, there's too much to happen in between. You need a manager to, you know, get a sense of what he's dealing with before he goes into the to the transfer market. And we've only got two games in January. I know there's AFCON, yeah. but we've only got two games in January. So that's a good that's time, tough. isn't it? It gives the manager time to work with the players, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel that, yeah, I think, I think, I feel, I feel, I feel that, 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 I feel that the end is nigh and it could happen this week. That's my feeling. Uh, and personally, I would welcome that, not because I dislike Steve, despite, you know, my little faux pas. It's not because I dislike Steve. I don't I dislike Steve Cooper, it, it, but I just don't think he's good enough. And, you know, Forrest is what's important. So there you go. Yeah. Rob, what about you, mate? What's your gut feeling on this? Uh, well, I think if we carry on like we are at the moment, we will lose at home to Bournemouth. And then the risk is that they end up just sacking him without a replacement lined up. Another cracking point. So I think the candidates are the three names that have come up. Nuno, and then there's Glasner and Lopetegui. All three of them out of a job. So mm. I think appealing in that they could be just offered a contract until the end of the season. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned Frank Clark. If uh, you can remember back that far, we, we sacked him halfway through the season, replaced him with Ron Atkinson. So uh, that's an example of it not, <laughs> not working, making a managerial change. Well, Especially I mean, when they don't know which dugout to go to, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I was at that 8-1. Uh, that, was, uh, that was probably the worst moment of, 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 of us I've seen Forrest relegated from the top division three times in my lifetime and to be honest less important than the manager is that the players that we sign in the January mm -hmm. window because um you know Clough signed Robert Rosario you know uh Stuart Pierce couldn't buy anybody and then again, when Ron Atkinson came in, they didn't sign anybody because we, we we had no money. They got Van Hoydon back off from his strike, and it didn't make a difference. So I think honestly, more than the manager is more important is who we sign in the January window. Uh, but I think there's a case to make the change now, so that the manager has got these three games before the window to make their own assessment of who they need. Having said that, it's blindingly oh, no, no, obvious. No, 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 no. Wasn't it Bassett after Pierce? Ron Atkinson was after... No, Pierce came after Bassett. Ron no, Atkinson came after... after... Park. Have I got it the other way around? Have I got it Pierce the wrong way around? Both seasons we changed manager about this point of the season and both mm. seasons it didn't save us. I swear it was Pierce. Pierce, Kate. <laughs> come, on, chat. You, you, come on, chat. You're lagging a bit here. What's yeah, it, come on. It? Fill in the details. Help, help I swear Ron Atkinson was after Bassett. I can just remember him walking to the... That was when we had Ian Wright, wasn't it? Was that when we had Ian Wright? 
Oh, anyway, I went chat. crazy. When he, when he scored that goal against QPR down the bridge for then, I went fucking mental. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I, ran he missed front, the... I was going, it's Ian Wright, it's Ian Wright. Yeah, he missed, he Wright. missed the penalty straight after it. I was at that game. That was a yeah. horrible game. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, look, there's a, there's an argument for making the change now. So that Yeah, let's get back on point. Three games before the window. Uh, it's probably one of these three. Uh, I don't think that they're just looking at Nuno. That's just the one they've heard about. And I think it's going to basically force the others to show their hand because they're all out of a job. Um, I, you know, if, if if it's somebody just being offered a deal until the end of the year, I think that makes a lot of sense. Not, can, not can a four-year contract. You know, not another one of these forest four-year contracts. Yeah, but... I know, I know we're trying to wrap up, but, but... I know we're trying to wrap up, but can I, can I pose a question to everyone? Um of the three, if you had a choice, would you take Lopetegui, Nuno, or the Frankfurt guy? Glassman. Glass yeah, Glassman, yeah. Chat, that's the question for you. Should we do a quick fire poll is, I think they're all, I think they're all going to say the <laughs> Frankfurt guy. And yeah, I bet nobody, I bet none of them have watched Frankfurt once. He's never managed in the Premier League. This is the problem. Yeah. Mine, my, my, honestly, honestly, I'll let you know mine. Mine would be Nuno. The more I think about Ooh. it, it would be Nuno. That's so okay. That's mine. What about you, Lot? I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Cooper in there as an option as well. So those are the four runners. Uh, go on, uh, Ben. Sorry, who would you take out of those? Uh, either Lopetegui or Nuno. Maybe Lopetegui, just to say something different to Ant. Um, <laughs> it definitely, it definitely wouldn't be Cooper. I've said all along, I you know, I give it to Stephen Reed. Yeah, but you're you need aren't you? Huh? <laughs> you're mental, he... that's why. No, he just wants to be invited to the Christmas party I upstairs. Wanna, I want yeah, to be invited to the parties upstairs, you know? That's fair enough, mate. So that's, far, that's I've not been invited enough. to any parties, but he's blocked my motorbike in a, once, you know? <laughs> Let me just get, let me just give the poll order for Ask Ez. So the, who would you prefer? Um, it goes Lopetegui, Nuno, Glasner, Cooper. So Lop, Nuno, Glasner, Cooper, going from top to bottom. For those of you who still got YouTube issues there. Um, go on, Ez, who would you take? Uh, well, I like the sound of Lopetegui, but I think that Lopetegui comes with a lot of excess baggage as well. But for for the level, if we want to get to the level that... Um, Maranakis has in his mind. I think Lopetegui suits that image better than any of the others. Mm -hmm. But for, for reality, for me, it's between. I think it's Nuno. Nuno was one that I kind of like been muting for a while. Um, so Nuno for me, I think. But if it was, if we, it was a bigger project, if we knew that he was going to get the money and the time, I think Lopetegui long term would have been the better option. But. I think he's somebody you're bringing out at the start of the season and a bit like a Bielsa, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think he's a better manager of, of the four, but I think for, for what we need right now or for what we need for the sh sh short to medium t uh, future, I think, you know. But can I just chime in on what we were saying about Frank Clark when he sat? I, and I don't know if I want to save this stat for tomorrow because it's quite an interesting... But no, I'll say it, right? So Frank Clark... Rob's right. Frank Clark got sacked halfway through the season. The date he got sacked was 19th of December, 1996. What date are we interviewing him? <laughs> so 37 years on. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that is wow. 
Is the 18th? 37 years. Did you say the 9th? It's 19th. 19th. Yeah, but it's the 18th that, today. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. No, we're interviewing tomorrow. the 9th. Sorry, as I thought you were trying shit. Wait, was Bassett after or before? He was after Pierce, yeah? Yes, you're right. I got confused because Pierce was manager twice. You are correct. So basically, Frank Clark was over. And then Ron over after Bassett. Oh, no, no, no. You're missing one. You're missing one. And the same one Mark Crosley forgot as well. Mickey, Mickey, Mickey Adams, Mickey Adams, Mickey Adams before um, Ron Atkinson, then Ron Atkinson to David Platt. Yeah. 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 Even yeah. even Crosley yeah. forgot him. But he said, "Oh yeah, yeah, he was there for a bit. Literally had yeah. two or three games, but he was interim manager." Mm. Anyway, so I thought I was a spooky stat for tomorrow. Freaky, freaky. Lemmy, Hello. option one, two, three, or four. Yeah, I'm going with Lopetegui is my preferred option um, just because of more recent Premier League experience is kind of one of the key factors, especially <laughs> the job that he did with uh, Wolves last season because they were in real dire straits last year and he kind of pulled them out of a bit of a hole. Um, and that's exactly what we need right now. So um, in terms of looking very short-termism, I'd say Lopetegui. I, I can see the arguments for and against all of them, and I can still see a couple of arguments for Cooper. Let's see what the chat is saying. The chat is saying 23% would take Lopetegui, 38% want Nunes, 25% want Glasner, and 14% want to stick with Cooper. Very, very interesting. Okay, we have gone way, way too long tonight. Um, Thank you all for half tuning in. Half an hour, in. he said. Half said an hour, half, people. I did say half an hour. And was about to play Witcher 3 as well. Oh, just uh, about. We, I just literally got Witcher 3. Or, I was just about, and then bloody... But what I will <laughs> say is, please make sure your alerts are switched on. Make sure you're obviously subscribed. As soon as there's any breaking news, we'll, we'll chuck the boys together and get it sorted. And just very quickly, I know a lot of you are asking about Dino. Dino stepped away from FFTV. He's got a lot of stuff obviously going on in his life. We wish him every success with it. We still love him. We're still all friends and everything like that. But work and family have to come first sometimes. So Dino, we love you, bro. Hope everything's going well. And I'm sure the chat in the comments, leave some lovely messages for Dino because he's still part of the community. But a lot of work and thing has to take priority because none of us do this full time. So, thank you all for tuning in. Feels, feels like it. It really does at times, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, we'll break you anything that happens tomorrow. Have your alerts on. And then, if not, there'll be a daily video. And, of course, the legend that is Frank Clark, 7 p.m. tomorrow night. We will see you then. God knows what's going to happen. We may be back live in half an hour. Who knows? Thank, and very <laughs> quickly, thank you for the 4.99 and the hat. Crypto is right. Stephen Reed would be would have been great now. Uh, after Hewton, we attacked. 1-2-0. Why would we not want him? Uh, Crypto, you need to invite and the hat round yours. He'll be knocking on that door upstairs. All the best, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. And come on, you Reds. You Reds. You Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.